0: Hello, I'm Tatiana Androsov, former UN staff member, former UN consultant, former director of programs at the Global Forum, and former president of the Thanksgiving Foundation. The last week with the events in and surrounding the Afghanistan tragedy and the continuing coronavirus pandemic have brought out some deep memories. I've been glued to the internet, going back and forth from news through Google with its various sources, mainly the ones from the US, German-speaking Switzerland, France, Russia, and various other places including Argentina, Chile, Venezuela, Morocco, South Africa, Kenya, Senegal, Malaysia, India, Pakistan, China. To that I have added YouTube coverage by Al Jazeera and France 24, as well as my daily email briefings from the NZZ, the Noya Zürcher Zeitung, the New York Times, and the Dallas Morning News. Guess you might think I was part of some team trying to make sense of it all. Well, that's not really it. I have just homed in on all the sources I could get to see what different people with different systems and different cultures cover as being important for them. Throughout this pandemic, something foreseen as part of population growth coupled with environmental degradation by scientists meeting at the UN as long as half a century ago, I should know, I was interpreting some of the meetings that were held in Geneva, as well as in other places throughout the world. I have brought out some of these things in novels I have written before the year 2000. It was my way of keeping sane while presenting history through the voices of fictionalized people of that period. Of course, since I worked in many countries, Those voices came not from one specific place, but various communities on the little planet we all share. Then, a couple of weeks ago, Afghanistan came back to the forefront. As the U.S., the country which took my parents and me in, educated me and made it possible for me to realize the dream of working in the world continued its pullout, reminding me of the pullout of the Soviets a bit over thirty years before, and reminded me of the group of fighters that moved in then. Now I'm in a particular quagmire as my parents grew up in the Soviet Union with my mother being sent in the Stalin era with her family to a camp in the far north as an enemy of the people, while at the same time my father, a street child, because his older half-brothers and half-sisters would not take him in after the death of his parents was picked up and educated by the very same Soviets. Do I now look at the fighters taking Afghanistan as terrorists, as the Taliban, we call them, or do I let actions and time decide what they are? But that is not all. While editing a science fiction novel, initially written in the 1990s, I began reliving my interactions with people of Afghanistan, of the region, starting in my early 20s. Those who have studied the history of that part of the world, will not be surprised that as program director of the Global Forum, an international meeting we held in Konya, Turkey in 1997 included as part of its title, Greater Central Asia. The people of Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan, and more, having always been fluid, with tribes, cultural, and religious groups intersecting, going over whatever boundaries a particular historic period had or has imposed. Suddenly, Yahya Marufi, my student, my fellow student at the Graduate Institute of International Affairs at Fairleigh Dickinson University, but also a member of the Afghan delegation to the United Nations stood in front of me just as he was back in 1970-71. When I expressed curiosity at that time with how the smaller UN meetings actually worked, he took me along with him to the United Nations. I sat behind him in the third committee. After some 20 minutes, A delegate from another country asked whether I was part of the Afghan delegation, and I was politely asked to leave. But that is another story. Marufi and his family left when the Soviets came. I had not really followed beyond that, but now typed his name into Google and discovered that he had an incredible international career. Last being a top advisor to Karzai, who had been president of Afghanistan from 2003 to 2012. Was he now doing the same thing? Was he at 82 involved in the talks with the present day fighters? the ones who had driven in as the U.S. had left? Could he help bring some kind of peace, respite to his people? Then I was suddenly back in Geneva in the interpreter's booth, making a horrible mistake, giving the floor to Habibi as I handed the word to Tabibi, the Afghan member of the International Law Commission. And then I saw myself chuckling with the guys, other members of the International Commission, who were laughing even harder, as on the way to our next coffee break, they teased. And I answered back, but I'm not his Habibiti or female love. I had the greatest time with that group for whom I interpreted weeks on end for several years and whose receptions and dinners I was part of. One summer, even with my mother. And then I thought back to Iran as thoughts of Fairly Dickinson and Yahya brought all of that back. The institute w- which both Yahya and I attended was headed by Nasrullah Fatimi, an Iranian, a great Sufi, one who brought world diplomats to teach us. After all, He had been the representative of that country, of Iran, to UNESCO, the educational and scientific organization in Paris, during the Mossadegh regime in Iran in the 1950s, and had kept up many of his international friendships. He was a man pursued by the Shah's police. Then came in the memories from the middle and latter part of the 70s, when my neighbor next door in Geneva, the Vafis, the Vafi and his family were also Iranians. He had been Minister of Education for a while, but left as he disagreed with some of the Shah's policies. Yet, as the revolution in Iran was happening, incredible people showed up at his door, including the husband of the Shah's twin sister. Vafi was half Russian, his father having been a representative in one of Tsarist Russia's main cities in the south of the country. So guess what? I was for a time before leaving at the beginning of the summer of 1979. More than a hello neighbor, I spent innumerable hours with him his Swift's wife and their teenage daughter. The world is made up of people, of individuals, each one of whom smiles and cries, each one of whom enjoys and suffers, many of whom you and I have links to, though they may be thousands of miles away. So the tears I shed this morning tears of memories with fun and hurt were tears that came from the heart and link me to the world beyond my sofa and my computer